0: Welcome back to the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 91 and today's guest is Zach Baker. You may know him on Instagram as CEO Zach. He is the owner of Social Growth Co., which is a social media agency. He coaches people from all around the world on growth on social media. He has a very interesting way on how he delivers more engagement to his clients' pages. What we we talk about Never heard of it before, but I've been using it for the past couple weeks, and it's been going really, really well, his strategy. Um, But it it is such an interesting thing. So if you're a social media um, company or you're looking to get a company for social media, definitely look into him. He's very interesting in the way he goes about it and what he has developed in this company. Um, But before we get into this podcast, please like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 91 with Zach Baker. Zach, thank you so much for hopping on the Pro Series podcast today. Excited to talk to you about social media and your business. Um, and thank you for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, pleasure to be here, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, let's jump into it and talk about um, your business, um, what you're all about, um, Social Growth Co. Um, and just, yeah, just give me a little inkling on what you what, what you're all about and what you do.
1: Yeah, so um, Social Growth Co. really is centered around, you know, helping those smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, creators, consultants, podcasters grow their community uh, through social media, specifically Instagram. Um, We specialize in organic Instagram growth, content creation, management, um, client acquisition, stuff like that. So that's um, really what we do there.
0: (laughs) When you say organic um, growth, I mean, I know the definition of that, but maybe viewers might not understand that. And they might not think that they they that's a, there's a difference in d- growths on social media. What is your definition of organic growth? Yeah, great
1: question. And I'm really glad you brought that up because there is so much gray area in this industry, right? There's so many people who are sliding into our DMs and they're like, Hey, I can get you 2000 followers and, you know, tonight for, for 10 bucks. Right. And, you know, obviously that's, that's not going to be organic growth. Um, What I define as organic growth is a real human, seeing your profile, looking at your content and deciding to follow you. Right. So there's other strategies to grow your accounts with real humans that are following you Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't consider organic. So for example, that would be like a shout out. So follow this account for a chance to win this. Well, the problem with that is they're following you to win the giveaway. They're not following you because they like your content. So Mm -hmm. as far as engagement comes, as as far as uh, long-term sustainable growth, that's not going to help you out a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as organic goes, I classify that as people who are landing on your page, real people, and deciding to, to click that little blue button.
0: That's the hardest thing we talked off camera a little bit and you'll, you'll talk more about it, like liking and commenting, engaging in other people's or people in your niches, uh, accounts. But that's like the hardest thing going on Instagram nowadays and finding there's so many, um, accounts run by robots or AI or whatever you want to talk about. And it's almost like you're wasting your time trying to figure out who's real and who's not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. Um, you know, and we can do our due diligence, but um, at the end of the day, we just have to accept that, you know, Instagram and social media is the wild, wild West. And like, um, we might not always know and just be okay with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about doing our due diligence and finding those pages and finding those accounts that, um, you know, we can tell that, okay, that's a real person. There's a real person behind that. They have a picture of their kids and, you know, they're posting stories, um, stuff like that. And there's actually some tools that you can leverage to see the quality and the authenticity of accounts. So like I use um Modash follower, uh, fake follower tracker, it's, it's a good resource. So like a lot of people in like influencer marketing and stuff, if you wanna see how many fake followers someone has, and like no judgment there, but like if you yeah. wanna see how many of the followers are real and authentic, then you can use that tool and it will say, hey, this person has you know, 20% fake followers, or this person has 80% fake followers. It, it really helps kind of weed out um, those accounts that are more driven with the bot followers.
0: That's very cool. I didn't know that was a thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that helps out with, um, yeah, exactly what you're going to talk about with engagement. So you brought up something off camera about stories, Um, and engagement in stories, and that's something that's very, very new to the Instagram world, but you say you're you're pretty successful with it with your clients. Explain on what you do with that and why it's become so successful for you guys.
1: Yeah, great question. So this is absolutely insane, and I think this is the biggest opportunity right now for people who are trying to grow on social media organically. So a couple things to note. Instagram has low restrictions on the amount of likes and comments you can do per day, Mm -hmm. the amount of dms you can send per day and the amount of follow and unfollows you can do per day so what i mean by that is you can only send you know 100 dms a day you can only follow and unfollow like 100 people a day before they'll hit you with like a hey you're doing too many actions you need to stop but instagram has very very high limits for the amount of stories that you can view and like per day okay so those first three buckets very, very low limits. The story views and likes, and this has been for a while now, the limit is ridiculous. It's like a hundred thousand a hundred thousand views and likes per day, okay? So it's a major major opportunity to get in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people on Instagram on top of what you're already doing per day by viewing, liking, and interacting with people's stories, right? And how it works is, you know, let's say you go on my story, you like my story. Um, well, not a lot of people like stories nowadays. So I'm going to be like, you know, who the heck is this air guy that keeps liking my stories? And I click on your profile. And if your content resonates with me, I like your profile, I like your bio, then I follow you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's an organic follower. The The whole purpose behind doing the story, viewing the story, liking and interactions is to get you more exposure. Because if you're not doing that, you're not getting in front of those extra tens of thousands of people per day by leveraging this opportunity.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, when, this, when stories became a thing on Instagram and, and liking stories became a thing, the only way you could notify or find out that someone liked it was going into your story and seeing it. But now it, on your notification screen, it just shows you like a regular like on a post that someone liked your story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even a lot of people, they'll still swipe up and see kind of who is viewing their story, yeah. who is liking and not everyone does, but there are some people that, that do. And it's like, when you're having that much volume, it doesn't even matter because you know, if you're in a, if you're viewing and liking that many stories per day in your target market, it's like some people are going to see it. Some people are going to click on your profile. Some people are going to follow. So it's like almost like a numbers game. I kind of relate it back to cold email marketing, um, where it's like, Hey, you're not going to send hundred emails and get a hundred responses. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, but if you send a hundred thousand emails, you're going to get some responses. Yeah. Um, and especially if you send a hundred thousand emails that are in your target market and or have already shown an interest in something that you're selling or, you know, in the Instagram world, like your content, then you're going to get a pretty good response rate for, for those, that volume.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and for the most part people are most posting more stories in a week than they are posts so it makes sense to interact with the stories so what's your opinion on obviously you, you that works well when you're looking for an account so once you're talking to your client about posting stories what is your roles with them on do you never let it run dry so keeping the story active 24 7 even if you don't have a post to go on what, what's your opinion on that Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Um, You know, I really like leveraging stories for showing the day-to-day life of what you're doing, really building a a human connection with your followers, Um, Um, taking them through your day, like, hey, oh my gosh, I almost just got in a car crash, like this happened, or I'm at my kid's basketball tournament and and this just happened, stuff like that. Because these little things, they seem so, so minute, but you never know who you're gonna build a connection with on something that is completely irrelevant to like, what you're selling or what you're doing on social media. So um, that's one thing that I see a lot of creators kind of disregard is they're only talking about their business. They're only talking about their products and services, but they're not uh, bringing in the human connection of relating to someone, right? People want to do business with people. They don't want to do business with corporations. So uh, the more you can kind of like share who you are, show your personality, share your story. Um, show what you're passionate about, your hobbies, stuff like that, the more deeply rooted connections you'll have with your followers. Um, Another thing with stories is, you know, I really like leveraging polls, right? So I like saying, hey, what would you like for me to create more content around? Right. That's a free resource. You know, companies pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to survey um, their ideal market. Right. Mm -hmm. We have this free resource where we can post a survey or a poll on our story and get direct feedback immediately in real time from our followers. What content do you want to post? What are you struggling with the most? If I did a podcast, would you listen to it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, leveraging polls, also, you know, ask me a question, stuff like that. I think stories are really good for sales as well, client acquisition. Um, so, saying, Hey, are you struggling with this? Yes or no? Um, then the next story, say, how you overcome that exact thing that they just said they were struggling with, or you how you helped a client overcome that thing that they were struggling with. And then on the third story or fourth story, give them a call to action. Hey, if you want help with this, I'm gonna show you how I just helped Andy, you know, generate this much revenue in his business, message me the word grow and I'll send over a free training or something like that. Um, stories work very well for that. Um, and I'm not t- quite too sure why that is, Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's because when people relate when people think of stories they do think of that more like trustworthy content as opposed to like the reels where it's like you should buy this
0: <laughs> yeah I think a lot of companies they struggle with posting other things other than their company in their stories and I think that's where you run short like what you said it gives there's a there's someone out there that could relate to you on a different level like For instance, I started posting about country music and it's just like I I got a bunch of followers off of just that. And it's completely opposite of what I do for a living. So like those little hobbies that you might not think that go with your company is a great way to get into another um, follower or a whole new group of audience.
1: Yeah, 100%. You nailed it. The country music is a, example is, is perfect. And the thing that businesses do is they just have a business page, right? So they have their logo and then they post business content, but they're not connecting a face of the company. They don't have a CEO of the company that is really housing the the relationships, community and direction of the company. It's like Tesla would not be the same without Elon, right? Mm-hmm. Apple with Steve Jobs, um, Bill Gates with with Microsoft, right? Um a part of the reason why these companies are so successful is because there's so many people who relate to those individuals and look up to them and that carries over to their business. So if a business is trying to grow and get client acquisition on social media, I do really, 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 really recommend that they also grow their personal presence, right? Like Grant Cardone, that dude, Tony Robbins. I mean, think of these big, big guys. It's all built on a personal brand.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That, stories are something that people forget about too. They've been around forever, but people are trying to focus on, you know, posting the three posts a week or posting reels or just carousels, but they, they're completely missing the whole point of the stories, making it active. That's something I always tell clients, keep, never let it run dry, keep it going. But your take on interacting with the stories and getting engagement rate was something i definitely wanted to talk about because that's something completely different to me it makes sense um you know you're you're still getting the notifications like someone's engaging on your regular posts. so um definitely if you're listening to this um start with your stories i'm going to start doing that too that's great advice um so what is your advice so when it comes to someone that is say most of these people are designers and real estate agents um, and they want to be taken seriously. Um, what is your advice for story-wise? Um, I mean, you don't have to do the content creation or give us ideas, but what what would you say or give advice to them on how to stay professional, but also post stories?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, I think client testimonials are are really a big thing with the stories. So, um you know if you can just get them hey Andy could you do a quick 30 second talking head video of like how your experience was with me um with working with me right doing stuff like that um any social proof that you can provide in your stories is really going to help with um you know the authenticity of your brand and sort of bring you to that elite level and then the cool thing about stories is you can then repurpose those on a uh highlights right on your profile with a little cover and it says um, clients or testimonials, stuff like that. Right. And it's funny because, you know, I had this belief in my head that no one watched those, right. I I had this belief, but then I posted a a story chain, um, where it was like, Hey, are you struggling with this? Kind of like what we just talked about, um, about six months ago. And it was like, if you want a free training on this message, me grow, I still have people clicking through my highlights and messaging me grow to this day, from going through all my highlights and and watching those stories that happened in the past.
0: Absolutely. And it makes your when you go to someone's account and you see it, it just makes it look more professional. They're, They're used for like ribbons or bookmarks. So things that you want people to see constantly. And yeah, people look through those all the time. It's something that people often miss.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, also kind of the caveat on that is like, just take the extra 20-30 minutes to build like a custom highlight cover for those it just makes your profile look so much cleaner so much better a lot of people will disregard that and it'll just be like text and you can't even like read it and then their their profile just looks a little messy so take the little extra time to build those out i just use canva um and just create custom branded highlight covers um and it just makes it look so much more professional. And also, going back to your original question of how to create professional-looking stories, I use a, an application called Mojo, and um, it's fairly fairly inexpensive. But it's M O J O, and um, you know it's a lot like Canva. They they have all of these templates of these beautifully designed professional story templates, and um, all you have to do is go on and, and change the copy, right? and maybe add a picture here and there, and you can just post it right to Instagram. It, it seriously takes 20, 20 seconds to make a beautiful, beautiful professional looking story.
0: Yeah, there's so many tools out there. I use Canva all the time. I've, I've used Mojo in the past, but I totally forgot about it. I wrote it down to go back and look at it. Um, but yeah, those Canva highlight covers or your profile cover that you can just make that in Canva. They're, they make it so easy for you. You literally just search it and they have a template for everything. Yes, for
1: everything it's it's crazy. And, you know, side note, Canva is even offering websites now, <laughs> so you can go on. I know that, and they have pre-built websites that are professionally designed, and you just have have to change the copy, and and what it says, add a few pictures, and you can launch it to a domain same day. I like not know that.
0: It's crazy. Please. So w- something we kind of um, bypassed, how did you start the company? And like, why did you start the company? Did you always love social media? Did you go to school for it? Yeah, great question.
1: So you know, I kind of fell into it. So back in high school, my senior year of high school, my best friend and I, um, Matt Bederson, shout out Matt, uh, we started a little college sports page. And, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't expect it to be a business or anything. But we did want it to succeed, right? We were looking up to those big pages like Barstool Sports, ESPN, stuff like that. And we wanted to be on their level, right? But we are fairly new to the the social media game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really put in a lot of work. We posted two or three times a day for about four years straight. And um, one thing to note is we didn't have a lot of capital to put into ads and and press and PR and all this stuff to to grow our awareness, to grow our audience. So we had to think of sort of guerrilla marketing tactics that could help us reach a wider audience without a huge budget. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, trial and error, a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs. Fast forward about four and a half years later, we we got to about two hundred and fifty thousand organic Instagram followers. It was like ninety two percent U.S followers um just a super badass community and um we started partnering with fortune 500 companies so our demographic was mainly college students so okay. you know we'd have companies like anheuser bush um back when they launched like the natter day beers or whatever they are <laughs> yeah. they would reach out to us and they would run promotional campaigns on our social media and you know it's so funny because back then I was in college and you know college is is a struggle you you're not working you're you're paying for college so you know when these companies would approach us in the beginning they would ask us like what our rates are and we're like 250 bucks I don't hmm. know I'm and they're like, and they're like done we'll we'll get 10 you know what i mean and uh, looking back on that it's like wow we didn't even realize how valuable um, the audience we had was, especially because we didn't do a whole lot of um, marketing or sales through that business. In the beginning, we had like a little Shopify store that, that did some numbers as far as like merchandise and stuff, but mm, nothing crazy. So when we'd have these companies come in and do a promotion, they really got great results. And um, so we did that for a little while. And then one day we woke up, in college and our account was hacked and it was taken down and we lost it. Yeah. And we lost it overnight. So I was paying for groceries. That's, that's how I was paying for college for groceries, everything. And, um, yeah, we lost it. And, you know, at that point I kind of had to decide, all right, do I want to put all my eggs back in this basket and try to rebuild this brand or do I want to do something else? And at the time I had friends, family members, you know, people I met in college that were reaching out to me and they're like, Hey, I'm building a business. I'm building a brand. Can you help me grow my social media account? And that's kind of when I realized like, okay, I have a skill that I can provide to other people and really help a lot of people, um, to, to grow their business. So that's really when we started the, the social media marketing agency, now, I would say that we kind of met in between. We built the brand up a little bit. um, we actually sold it to like a competitor company at the time and um, but it never got even close back to where it was. Um, but in hindsight, it really was a blessing in disguise because I was falling out of love of that industry of the college sports scene, like that, that whole industry, you know, I was graduating college, I was like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Well, I think I would have gotten the golden handcuffs um, of running that page. And I never really would have stepped out of my comfort zone and tried something different. So it was it was really a blessing in disguise in hindsight, because I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. If that account didn't get taken down.
0: Oh, man, I, I know how that feels that in 2020, my this account uh, that I run everything on was hacked uh I hired someone to get it back but it was gut wrenching cuz you put so much time and energy into your into your account I just can't imagine completely losing it
1: yeah 100% and you know the value of uh, an audience on social media is so high so much higher than people really believe that these hackers will do anything to get your account my uh my grandpa he does like wood turning for um like bowls and stuff he okay. got his account hacked about two months ago. My cousin, she's a race car driver. Her account got hacked about a month and a half ago. Um, so it's a doggy dog world. And and they'll target those people who really are um, vulnerable in these situations. So yeah. uh, my piece of advice for this is there's actually a insurance company that will insure your social media accounts. Okay. It's that crazy. Means- It's crazy. And um, it's called Notch Insurance, N-O-T-C-H. And what they'll do is they're technically like logged in through the API on your account at all times. And if your password's changed, if anything, they'll notify you, first of all. So you're like the first person to know. And then also they have a direct contact to Meta. So they have a partnership with Meta where if someone's account gets hacked, they can reach out to them and say, hey, one of our client's accounts got hacked. Can you help us get it back? Because if they don't get it back, they pay you every day that you don't have access to your account.
0: Wow, I did not know that was a thing. Yep, up to like 15 grand a month. Holy crap. Yeah, See, that's why I recently got my... um. Blue check mark because I, I unfortunately I had to pay for it. Um, yeah. but the only reason I did it was because of the security issue because I did not want to get it um banned again. So that's great. I didn't know about that. I didn't. So you pay for the insurance, obviously. So it's an investment.
1: Yeah, I pay like $25 a month.
0: Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. At all
1: very very cheap and you know i also have the verification um meta verified as well that's just another layer of security right um i if for anyone who has a personal brand or a business on social media i just i cannot stress enough just get the blue check mark there's so many limiting beliefs of like oh well people are just gonna think i'm just trying to get free cloud or or look the part or be a poser um it's not even about that like protect your account and also it's like it's not a secret like who cares
0: anybody can find out you pay for it
1: yeah it doesn't who cares if they find out i mean you're you're growing a business and another thing and this is like a good topic to talk on just because it's um kind of a hot topic right now a lot of people think that the blue check mark doesn't mean anything now right yeah that it, that it lost all of its validation. Yeah, it's like watered down now. Yeah. It's watered down, which there's some truth behind that. But I would also challenge that by saying, as humans, we have been conditioned for the last seven, 10 years, however long it's been, that that blue check mark means high status, high authority. This person knows what they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're not going to lose that subconscious conditioning overnight right? So especially when you're going and liking people's stories, when you're engaging with them, when you're DMing them, subconsciously, they're going to have that conditioning from the past seven to 10 years of that blue check mark having that high status. So it's like, yeah, consciously they might think, oh, maybe he just paid for it. But it's like, there is a background effect that I think we're in a huge, huge era of growth as people are getting unconditioned to the blue check mark that these next sec- six to 12 months is a major, major, major opportunity to grow, especially on Instagram.
0: Oh yeah. That's a great book Cause you know, this happened in what March that it was kind of released. Um, and yeah, it, you see all these memes saying like, everybody's had a blue check mark now, but also it also raises a great, when you're looking to engage into other accounts or reach out to other accounts, it shows uh, um, that they're verified that, you know, all these apps now have been doing it for years, like dating apps do it, business apps do it, just to make sure that they're real. Cause you do have to send in a government not send in, but you know, show your government ID or passport or whatever. They are really verifying that you're a real person. So it helps if you're trying to grow and connect on social media, it helps out a t- tremendous amount. Yep. A
1: hundred percent. Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So, well, thank you so much. We kind of got on a tangent that didn't know that we were going to go on, but I liked because that's it has been a hot topic in the past few months since it's come out. Um, but yeah, I want to end on um, where people could follow you and how they could reach out to you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, you know, my my personal profile is at CEO Zach. So, CEO ZAC. Um, I don't spell it with an H or a K. I'm not that guy. Uh, so yeah, CEO Zach is where you can find me. I'm mostly um, posting on Instagram. So feel free to reach out to me there. We do really just organic Instagram growth and growing uh, personal brands, business brands, um, podcasts, you name it. We'll, we'll probably do it um, as well as content creation, right? We do content creation for entrepreneurs like Robert Kiyosaki, David Meltzer, um, and, and a bunch of, of podcasts as well. So if that interests you, would love to spark a conversation. And um, yeah, just really appreciate your time and and opportunity and and coming on to this, man. This has been awesome.
0: Awesome, Zach. Thank you so much for taking the time and let's stay connected and uh, keep in touch. Absolutely, man. It was a pleasure.